we're going to get into our Bible study. We have been in Isaiah. If you've been with us, we're so glad you have been. If you haven't been and you're joining us today, welcome, welcome, welcome. And we are in today, Isaiah chapter 12. Um, this is a nice little chapter, I think. Um, so we're going to read through this. We're going to have a bit of a chat about it as usual. It's a, a Bible study that a whole bunch of other people all around the globe are also reading at this time, um, which is nice to do it together. We talked, I think, was it yesterday, about, hey, maybe find someone that you can read the Bible study with, you know. Mm. Um, sometimes it is going to be super theological and there's going to be things that the Bible talks about that you're like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> sometimes it can just be nice to have someone else to, I don't know what this means, with, <laughs> together. Yeah. And other times you can read passages you're like, oh, this is awesome. So mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. life is better together. It is. Um, um, We're going to read. We are going to read Isaiah chapter 12, verse 1 to 6. Before we do that, I'm just going to say a word of prayer. Um, Lord God, I just want to thank you so much for your word. Thank you that you are still speaking to us, that you uh, just never give up on us. Um, You're just consistently giving us opportunities to know you and hear from you and soften our hearts. As we read your word today, God, just um, teach us of your truth, teach us something of who you are and something of who we are. Thank you for your goodness and um, thank you that you hear our prayers. Amen. Amen. Okay. Actually, do you want to read for us, Renee? Sure. Verse 1 to 6. Okay. So, uh, Isaiah 12, verse 1 to 6. Verse 1, in that day you will sing, I will praise you, O Lord. You were angry with me, but not anymore. Now you comfort me. See, God has come to save me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He Mm. has given me victory. With joy you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. In that wonderful day you will sing, thank the Lord, praise his name. Tell the nations what he has done. Let them know how mighty he is. Sing to the Lord, for he has done wonderful things. Make known his praises around the world. Mm. So basically, we just read the whole chapter. It's a very Mm. short chapter. It's a beautiful chapter, though. I see it's a song, and the title is Songs of Praise for Salvation. Mm. Um, This is very nice, especially. Especially after the last few chapters we've been (laughs) been reading reading. of the gloom and the doom. (laughs) This is really nice. Absolutely. So do we know, so when you read this, let's just maybe go through it verse by verse a little bit. Mm. So in that day you will say, what day is he talking about? Mm. So you know how we've talked about previously that kind of chapters were inserted into the Bible? So the context is kind of this previous Mm. thing. Continuation from chapter 11. Absolutely. Um, and chapter 11, we went through um, the first half of it yesterday. But if you guys, I just encourage you to go back and read it. We were talking a lot about kind of the restoration that's going to come when we talked about that Jesus is the root of Jesse. Mm. Um, you know, he's kind of our ancestor and a descendant of David mm. <laughs> when he comes in human form. And just what's going to happen um, Yeah, in that time of redemption and restoration. So then it kind of, we're going on to say, right, and, and in that day, mm. you Seems will say. Yeah. It's that day when when basically what God, he prophesies in chapter 11 will come to pass. Mm. And that's the day that you'll praise God um, and that you'll finally experience God comforting, the comforting presence of God rather than his, ju- his, his judgment, I think. Mm. Yeah. And it, I do find this interesting. Uh, oh, Lord, I will praise you. You were angry with me. <laughs> 
Yeah. Your com- your anger is turned away and you comforted me. Um, there's also a verse in Psalms that says a kind of similar thing. You know, his his anger endures for a moment, mm. but in his favor is life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in that same verse, it's Psalms 30 verse 5. It says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Mm. Um, and there's this message of comfort is actually a really big thing in Isaiah. As you continue to read through the book, you know, there's all these um, – kind of calls where where God is going, comfort my people, you know, speak comfort to them, cry to her, um, you know, let her know that she can have uh, her iniquities removed and Mm. she can be clean and she can be pardoned. It's actually this big call that, as we mentioned, what was it, the other chapter? Maybe chapter 10? Mm -hmm. That God is the defender of the poor and the needy and the afflicted Mm -hmm. and the oppressed. Yeah. But what he actually desires more than that is to not have to step in to fight and defend. He's like, I want you all to receive my comfort. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to have to um, know this anger because I have to stand in justice. Mm-hmm. I want you to live in such a way that you can just receive the blessing. Like yeah. that's all you have to receive, mm-hmm. you know? I think comfort is such a (laughs) when God stepping into that space, it's like what you were talking about earlier, having empathy Mm. and and just really understanding. And I think the best kind of comfort, especially when you're going through really hard times, um, is when the person's presence is just there and you don't really have to say anything, but Mm. someone just being there. That's what I think of when God says that he'll comfort us because he'll just he'll be there and God knows what to say in. And, and I, I, I just, yeah, I just love it. I think it just is a beautiful picture of mm. a God who comforts his people who have gone through things that have broken them, have them left them sad and heartbroken and mm. broken. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And it's, it's a pretty big call. Uh, so I'll just move on to verse two. It says, behold, God is my salvation. And this is, Man, every time I hear any kind of verse like this, I will trust and not be afraid. Why? For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. I don't know, Renee. I don't know about your experience of life, but that whole trusting and not fearing, that's hard. Particularly if you've been in a place where you are, as you said, being heartbroken or in pain that you need comforting for. Mm. Right? Mm. Like, what's when, an example? When fear's all you know, it's mm. hard to, for someone, it's hard to hear someone, don't be afraid. And you're like, well, that's, <laughs> I'm in a position where I feel uncertain and I don't mm. know where to lean on. Like, being afraid is what I know. Uh huh, uh huh. Mm. And there's even this element too. Oh, okay. I'll give you an example. I was talking to a friend about this a little while ago. So I, oh, I don't really want to tell this story. Actually, I've changed my mind. Anyway, I'm going to keep going with it. But basically, <laughs> I started having some pretty bad panic attacks when I was studying. Mm. And it got to the point, you know how you know something's kind of going to come so you don't want to face the thing again because you're like, I don't, that's not a fun time. No, you want to avoid it. Yeah. yeah. And I remember journaling about it because my journal on one hand is just for me. And I also kind of, it's sometimes almost like writing letters to God because I just find writing helps me articulate what I mean. Mm. And I was kind of writing, I was like, man, God, this isn't even like, I'm just afraid of this. This is like I'm scared of feeling the fear. Like I was like, this is a stitch up. Like how have I gone down this hole of just mm. I I don't want to feel this again and I'm scared that I will. And that the whole reason 
that I was having that reaction was because there was something about it that I couldn't confirm. You know, and I, mm. I was like, well, this is a big old stitch up. <laughs> what is this? But I know in those moments, for me personally, it can be immensely difficult to be like, God, I trust that you actually are the comforter in all times because I'm like, I don't feel comforted. <laughs> I don't feel comforted. <laughs> but the promise is that he will. You're listening to Faith FM. Positively different radio. Can I ask, Minnie? You were you shared that you were going through that where you re- did you you felt really scared, right, or like a fearful? Yeah, yeah. How did you how did you trust God? Because <laughs> it's easy Ooh. to say just trust God. Yeah. But how did you actually? How did you actually practically? That's an awesome question. No, I think that's a really good question. Uh oh. It was a journey, which basically there was big times where I was—I actually was like, oh, I'm not trusting God with this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. And I remember, again, I journaled somewhere. Like, it was just this feeling, oh, I can't even remember what I was reading. I was doing my devotions or something, and it just felt like to me that the kindness of God's heart was him going, I, I know that you want to trust me. I know that you know, you know I can be trusted but you just don't yet. Mm. And I think sometimes understanding that that is the reality of the place you are in is the only place where you can make a change. Mm. So it's realising that you actually didn't trust God, that mm. you realised, oh, okay, this is something I want to work on. This is this is something where I actually want to learn how to trust God more. Mm. Huh. And I think yeah. – I'd love to. I'd love to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, this is what I did and this is and it was sweet. Um, I'm someone that very much struggles to trust people outside myself. Mm, mm. I love people, but my trust for you is is pretty hard earned. Yeah, it's um, easy. Yeah. <laughs> but for no no good reason. Mm. I'm just someone that I'm like, I want to be able to do things myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but practically speaking, you know, and it's it sounds like the very cliche Christian answer, to be honest, but – what it kind of for me had to look like was taking the time to get really alone with God. And for me that's difficult because I get distracted by so many things. I'm like, oh, look at the bird outside. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and so, well, one example was at the very end of the year, mm. you know, I'd spent camping. It literally rained the whole time. I was there for like two or three days. It just rained and rained. It rained all night, rained all day, didn't sleep well. But it was like there's zero distractions at that point. You know, it's like. I went out. I didn't. I literally. I think I took water. I took a couple books, my journal, my Bible. That was it. And I was like, I don't need to eat. I need Jesus. <laughs> like, um, and there was just. I'm someone that I am quite. What's that word? Where you can sit in your own head quite a while. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm at home, I'll pick up my guitar. I'll go make some food. Mm. I'll talk to people. I'll. And some of it. Sometimes I'm doing really useful, productive things. Mm. Um. So you you had to get away. You really had to set you had to set aside some time for you yeah, and God. Set aside some undistract, time. no no distractions. Mm. Um, really focusing on yeah that that connection that you have with Him. Yeah, mm. and it would be what we call prayer. Mm. Sometimes all that is is just having the honest conversation. Because uh, so I come into radio in the morning. It's probably around a half hour drive, mm. and two things I found for me which are very significantly helpful, maybe it's not for other people, is, you know, it kind of talks here about, oh, what does it say? The Lord of my strength and song, verse 2, verse 5, 
sing to the Lord for he has done excellent things. This was actually for me really significant one mm. is the circumstances doesn't change the fact that my God is good and my God is for me. Yeah. So I'm going to sing songs of praise. Yeah. And like there were times I was driving here that I was like, God, I'm overwhelmed by life. And yeah. I know that it's actually nothing bad happening. I'm just feeling overwhelmed. That doesn't change the fact that God can be praised because God is who he is. Yeah, and you're not allowing your circumstances to dictate mm. your praise. Be Really practicing unconditional praise. Mm. Huh. That's really cool. And feelings do follow our focus. Mm. This is the thing. Yeah. For, for me, I'm a pretty emotional person. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so it's not about going, um, we're going to pretend the feelings aren't what they are, but what license do I give them to rule in my life right now? Does that make sense? Mm. So it's like if I'm not sleeping because I'm stressed about that, am I willing to go not even, yeah, God, I trust you, kind of, you know, kind of blase chuck this thing out there when I, I don't really, or am I willing to go, God, I'm I'm feeling this panic. I don't know what to do. There's this beautiful verse. Um, oh, I think it's in Chronicles. Is it Anyway, it's talking about the story of the king that the people go out and basically the king just prays. He says, um, we don't have the strength and we don't know what to do. Mm. And fr- following that, oh, it's just this amazing chapter. It's like 20 verse 17. Um, I can't remember what the book is. Um, and God says, okay, because basically the enemy, enemies are coming against them. And God says, I'm going to set an ambush. Just wait for me. And the king, you know what his thing is? First, before the warriors, before the soldiers, he sends out the band to sing and to praise. Before the armies happen, uh, before the battles happen, yes. before the army, they sing, they're praising God. And it says that when they began to praise, that's when the ambush happens. Wow. Right? Yeah. So I, yeah. Praising, despite, can I just share on that? Um, there's a very popular, well known story of the Israelites. Joshua leads the Israelites to Jericho. Mm. Um, and he leads them uh, every day. They march around the city once, once a week. And on the seventh day, the thing is, though, God instructs instructs them. He's like, you will be quiet. You will not say a word mm. every day. They will walk around the city. And at first you can imagine the people in Jericho are like, what is happening? This? <laughs> but after they see them leave and nothing happens after a few days, they're like, what are these losers doing? <laughs> Look at these weirdos coming to march around our city. Like, come, march around our city. You can't come in. Like Jericho had walls that could not be penetrated. Uh. And so you can imagine their like confidence just really like, what are these people doing? But on the seventh day, God commanded that when they they, tr- they walk around the city seven times, but on the seventh time they were to shout and they were to blow the ram's horn. Mm. And a few things about this story is that in this, while they marched around the city, right? When you march around, when you march around anywhere, you need to be, there needs to be some order, right? You can't just be walking out everywhere, right? It just looks like a mess. It just looks like a whole hot mess. So God was like, God told that, God instructed that the priests would lead with the Ark of the Covenant, representing that God was leading them, mm. and then the soldiers and then the people after. And when the people heard the ram's horn, that's when they would shout and that's when the that's when God would provide them deliverance. And the interesting thing is that in the Bible, I think it's in Leviticus, that it talks about the ram's horn. Mm. The ram's horn was blown when the people won the war. Whenever, whenever a... a um, 
whenever they heard, whenever the Israelites heard the ram, just like when we hear sirens, mm. if we hear um, some sirens, I know, and I'm driving, I know to move to the left lane because there is an emergency, emergency vehicle coming and I need to slow to 80 if I'm on the highway or 40 if I'm in the northern su- suburbs. <laughs> Look at me, I know my rules. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when you hear something, it signifies something. Yes. And so when they heard the ram's horn, they... What the, what God was telling them is like you've already won. You've won, but they hadn't even they haven't even lifted up with sword or they hadn't even fought anyone yet. But God said you already won, and mm. that's just a testament to praise to praise God before. I guess not letting your first of all not letting your praises be conditional, but mm. like like you said, putting your feeling. What did you say? Allow your feelings or your focus to be feelings and focus or whatever focusing oh. on when you're feeling yeah. down when you're feeling flat when you're feeling like you're marching around your spiritual jericho and you know, mm. i'm speaking spiritually in this like you you know marching around a place and you feel like there's it's just hopeless like yeah. these walls will never come down that you know, what are you do even doing um knowing that you can praise god and he'll deliver god really does provide victories whatever it may be um and hope and comfort Yes, absolutely. (laughs) That's awesome, though. I think that's a really significant point, right? I mean, they had to show up. They had to march. Mm -hmm. But they never had to fight. Yeah. Like. Yeah, God says. Sorry, sorry. No, you go. God just says, I will fight for you. Mm -hmm. That's just the most beautiful promise. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do a little shameless plug for on uh, a Thursday afternoon, there is Real Faith. It's our Faith FM, I don't know, I guess another show. <laughs> <laughs> and Robbie Morgan is on it. And he made this comment yesterday, which I just thought was really beautiful. He said, faith is belief plus action. So mm. faith always has feet. Mm. And I just thought this was a really incredible point because, and then I was speaking to uh, my sis at um, small group last night and she was saying, you know, the belief is if you're in a plane and you have to jump out and there's a parachute, mm. you can believe that the parachute opens, mm. but faith is jumping out and mm. using that parachute, mm-hmm. you know? So if we believe that God is going to fight for us, sometimes it means, okay, God, <laughs> I don't know what this looks like <laughs> and I actually don't know when. Like maybe it's going to take a few journeys around yeah. the wall, like you said. Yeah. Um, which all sounds very like metaphorical. and like, It is, but... If God physically, like one physical wars for these people, why would he not want to step into your life and help you? He Ooh, wants to help you. Come on, preacher. <laughs> Take me to church. <laughs> All right. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Laura. Can you do any accents? I can do maybe a little accent like this. I don't know what this is, but... <laughs> can you keep it going the whole of this? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Okay, we're going to get back into our Bible study on a serious note, but I just wanted to say (laughs) accent. I can't do accents, but when I travel, I kind of, I don't pick up a whole accent. I just, my accent changes. So it just becomes something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not quite that accent. It's just something else. (laughs) And when I I came back from Ireland years ago, like I came back from London, and it was some weird mix between like bit Irish, bit weird english and a bit i'd just been to everything yeah france like to a refugee camp with like a bunch of international people Mm. and i came back and even when i was reading Mm. i would like read differently and they were like oh you sound like and i was like no i don't know what is happening (laughs) like it was fun but i was like i don't know (laughs) you're like a sponge yeah (gasps) soak it all up that'd be the best i'd love to have no accent 
Ooh, I would love to have no accent. That's cool. And people could just not pick where you were from based yeah. on it. Yeah. I've met one person like that. His name was Oscar. I met him in France and I was like, oh, oh, Oscar. Where are you from? Oscar. It was amazing. Anyway. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we keep going off track. We do. Um, it's but fr- language, it's okay. it's I think, is really important. It is Friday. It is. Yeah, it is Friday. We are reading Isaiah chapter 12. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe let's keep going. So chapter 12, verse 3. Was there anything particular that has been standing out to you or you wanted to add? I love this. I love that um, Isaiah chapter 2 Tom basically is talking about the coming deliverer. Mm. Right? And it's Jesus. And it says that God is my salvation. He has become my salvation. Mm. Apparently, I didn't know this, but the name Jesus means the Lord is my salvation. And if you want to look at that, Matthew one twenty one says this. It says, she will bring forth a son. You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from his sins. Mm. So the name seems to be connected with the work that he was going to do, um, which I think is really cool. I think names and identities are really interesting things that goes together. Yeah. Um, but let's keep reading. Is there anything else that you that stood out to you for the next couple of verses? Um, well, I was kind of it kind of reminded me how this Isaiah twelve kind of links to Revelation chapter fifteen, verse mm. two to four. Um, I like that when you study the Bible, there's certain uh, what do you call it? It's like there there are ways it connects to each other. Anyway, yeah, this is another fun connection. Uh, how the song in uh, Isaiah chapter twelve and Revelation chapter fifteen, verse two to four. Um, it's about the song of Moses and of the Lamb. They're both yes. they're both praising God, right? They're both songs of praise, and they're praising God. Um, this praise in, in Isaiah chapter twelve, I like how it, it says, "Sing to the Lord, for He has done wonderful things. Make His praise, no, praise known around the world." And then, if we flip to Revelation chapter fifteen, verse four, um, if you just look at the last, actually, look at verse three, it says, "Great and marvelous are Your works, O Lord God the Almighty. Just and true are Your ways, O King of the nations." Skip to the end of verse four. All the nations will come and worship before You for Your righteous deeds have been revealed Mm. so talking about the righteous acts of god how he is a wonderful and a good god um just seeing that reflection there from isaiah chapter 12 to uh, revelation 15 that's yeah pretty amazing i love those connections hey Mm. i just wanted to i was thinking about as we were reading verse three it says therefore with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation and i think it's really interesting comparison we can make in when God is talking to his people, because he often kind of makes this thing of, hey, I've shown you the way to walk in that you could have peace and joy and hope for yourselves. Mm. And you've been like, we're not going to walk in it. Yeah. Um, or, you know, and here it's saying, you know, with joy, dwell from the waters of salvation. Then you have like somewhere like Jeremiah 2.13 and it's saying, mm. you have forsaken me. Mm. Uh, you've forsaken the living waters and you've you've hewed out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Ooh. You know, that there's this constant. And this is something that we've been talking about really almost the whole time we've been looking in it, Isaiah, this theme of we always have this choice where we're going to turn. Hmm. And here it's this promise, you can joy from the wells of salvation. Hmm. We also have the choice to, yeah, get our own little buckets with holes in it and be like, no, no, we got this, even mm. though the water is, like, very quickly draining away. Mm. And you can take that metaphorically, you know, obviously I'm not saying, like, you have a literal bucket. <laughs> <We're> like, 
<laughs> but well, I do, Minnie. I have a bucket. There's a hole in my bucket. <laughs> still, Liza. <laughs> do you remember that song? Anyway, um, but I just think it's a really beautiful thing that that there is this promise of hope and salvation, um, and you can go with joy. You'll draw water. This kind of connects in my head to this comfort thing. Oh, I just thought of a connection. Go oh, bring it on. No, how I was talking before about praising God, right? Yes. Oh, I don't remember the Greek words. There's this really interesting book I read a while ago, and it was about um, just seeing the gifts that God gives. And she makes this comparison. Eucharisto? It could. It's something. Is it give thanks? Is it that book? Um, a Thousand Gifts? Yes. Yeah. It's. it's and, yeah. And she makes the connection. Eucharist. Yeah. Okay. Between like joy and thanksgiving. Oh, never mind. And, uh, and grace. And she's basically like, if God is giving us good gifts, if there is grace, then it's like the receiving of them is to acknowledge what they are. And then from that comes this joy. Like it's all connected to thanksgiving and praise. And she, anyway, I was just thinking about this. No, as that's students, amazing. You know, it's yeah. like God comforts us. We have this joy yeah. because we're also praising him for who he is and what he's done. Yeah, because we recognize it. Hey, <laughs> hey, there we go. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. In fact, it is now come time for Question of the Day. Okay, and this question comes in and it uh, asks, we're, we're going to talk ask about like Christian lingo, all that kind of stuff. Like mm. there's a lot of stuff that we say as Christian. They call the language Christianese or whatever. <laughs> um, That's the one. <laughs> you know, and people who are listening, they're like, what in the world are these people talking about? So we're just going to go through a few terms that, you know, as many Christians use and um, go through them. For, I guess the first one would be talking about justification justification yeah so you guys might have heard this we are justified um oh well there's a kind of there's justified sanctified glorified like justification uh, sanctification glorification Mm. maybe you guys have heard this maybe you haven't if you were like me growing up in church i was just like what are you speaking man (laughs) explain yourself in english please so renee do you have any thoughts in understanding what this actually means Yes. So just to be justified, it means to be made right with God. Mm -hmm. So when when sin came into the world, sin brought a distance between man and God. Mm. Um, Man was no longer humanity was no no longer, um, I guess, you know, we had that divide. And so we were no longer right with God. We were. What do you call it? If you're not right with God, you're actually (laughs) against him, right? You're opposed to God. And so what justification or being justified means that now you are no longer being accused for like, you know, your sins. You're no longer being, um, you're no longer held guilty for your sins, but you're being made right. You're now seen in the eyes of God as, as clean, as sinless, as because, because, not because of our own works, not because you did good and you ate, I don't know, your breakfast today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not because of your good works, but you are justified. You're made right with God because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and because Jesus stands in your place. And when God sees us, he sees Jesus. Absolutely. And maybe maybe a way to, if, if that still is a bit confusing, which was an awesome explanation. No, but, you know, I am Christian, so, I, you know, I could explain in a way that, you know, you might still not get. So. Oh, no, <laughs> but you know. like 
I guess in in light of what we'll call Christian journey, which mm. again is kind of a Christian phrase we like to use. Yeah. This is the journey that we're yeah. on. Yeah. But if you think of, I have never in my life run a marathon. <laughs> but let's say we've decided tomorrow we're going to run a marathon. I can up to the point that I begin. It's like I know the marathon's coming. I know what to think, but I'm I'm not in it. I'm not part of it. Mm. The justification. Oh, I don't know if this is a good explanation, but it's like I have started the race. Yes. Yeah. Right. So Jesus is now stands in my place i am justified by faith in him mm. i've begun and so then maybe if we talk about sanctification um it's kind of this idea of if you look at there's a whole bunch of beautiful beautiful bible verses about how god says you know i'm the one who sanctified you um you were clean you're made whole but this is kind of this process mm. that we go through through that i'll continue to use this marathon idea mm. right I'm going, I'm going, I've hit kilometre, number, whatever, mm. and I'm a whole lot closer than I was before. Mm-hmm. But man, I, I've got a ways to go. You've got a ways to go. But this is the work that God is doing in our life. You know, the Bible says that he is the author and finisher of our faith. We're not finished yet. Mm. Um, you know what? We actually don't have that much time. So maybe we could do another part too. But just these are some of those phrases. So justified, Jesus is standing in our place. We yes. are justified by him. Yeah. Like, we stand under his justice and sanctification is we are in the process of being made new and changing. So mm. it's instant and continuous. 